Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Today, for you, our podcast listeners, a special treat, a discount subscription to the Weekly Standard. When you're done listening to the podcast, be sure to click the box in the post to get your special discount. Hi, this is Michael Graham. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Making his debut appearance as Erwin Stelzer, a contributing editor to the Weekly Standard, writes often about economics. Uh, Erwin, what is President Obama's argument about the sequester and what it will really do to the economy? Will we be forced to throw open our borders and fire every public school teacher over a two and a half percent cut in federal revenues? Well, you know, this is a typical gambit of uh, any politician who uh, doesn't want uh, any spending cut. I mean, when, they, when you talk about it in a city, the first thing they say is we're going to lay off the cops and the firemen. So I, I wouldn't um, be terribly uh, upset uh, by where uh, the president claims uh, he uh, will um, uh, uh, inflict the cuts, with one exception. He is um, a determined uh, uh, politician and a uh, determined ideologue. And he just might do what he says to um, make it so uncomfortable for the Republicans uh, that um, they will back down. It's possible. I mean, spending cuts uh, have to reduce spending somewhere. If we can't reduce spending by the amount in, uh, in the sequester, when can we ever reduce spending? That's a great question, and I don't get a sense from President Obama that he's interested at all in reducing spending. Well, he's not. Remember, the theoretical structure of his approach, which is the approach, by the way, of um, liberal governments all over the world, is that, yes, uh, we're spending too much, the deficit is too large, but the economy is too weak right now to allow spending cuts, so we won't. But later, as the economy strengthens, we will phase in spending cuts. That's the mantra uh, of the left at the moment. Uh, of course, the time, countries around the world, the time never seems to come when it's appropriate and the economy is strong enough to have spending cuts because their theory is really in the end, when um, the deficit gets unbearable, they will raise taxes. But, you know, the Republicans have already conceded on taxes within just the last 45 days or so. They just got, President Obama just got a tax hike. I'm kind of surprised, Erwin, that there's not some blowback, some reaction from the average American going, wait, 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 wait what do you mean raising taxes again? Didn't we just do this? Well, it depends who you did it to. Uh, remember that the uh, tax increase that he got when he really won the battle of the fiscal cliff uh, was concentrated on families with incomes over $450,000 a year. That's not exactly designed to rile up uh, what you call the average American. Right. So I think the average American is suffering from a different imbalance. They were hurt by the 2% rise in the payroll tax, uh, which, of course, uh, is um, uh, felt by the average guy taking home his pay. He looks at his paycheck, it's 2%. Uh, uh, smaller, but I don't think that the notion, and the president says he wants a millionaire's tax, uh, I think that the populist rhetoric that he's using is deflecting possible in, uh, uh, possible criticism from the uh, mass of voters who feel that uh, incomes have become terribly 
inequitably distributed. Uh, and so if you sock it to the rich and that prevents firing border guards and, and, that, and park rangers, uh, that's mm-hmm. not a bad idea. Uh, but I understand and that's the wave he's riding. Sure, but what I don't understand, uh, Erwin Stelzer, is why the Republicans don't point out, number one, this is a 2.5% cut, and number two, government has grown by about 17%, the programs he's talking about, since President Obama has been in office. So they've grown and grown. They've gotten more and more money, while the rest of us have spent the past five years cutting back and tightening our belts. Does the average American really think that the federal government can't possibly tighten its belt at all and that it's got to fire cops and leave, you know, fires burning in our inner cities because if we have a a two and a half percent cut? (laughs) Well, you asked two questions. You don't understand why the Republicans didn't articulate this. Right. Uh, I'm as befuddled as you (laughs) uh, at the inability of the Republicans to state their case in plain, simple uh, Bill Clinton style Mm -hmm. sentences. Well, let me interrupt, um, let me interrupt you right second. there. What, let me interrupt you right there because I want for the podcast listeners. You know, we find ourselves at cocktail parties with friends discussing this stuff, and we get right. hit with the arguments from Obama. What are one or two facts about where we are, about the decisions Obama has made, or about the size of government, et cetera? One or two facts that you would have us keep in mind when we're talking about the size of government, what we can't afford to cut, and where taxes really are. Well, I, the first thing I would do is point out what you did, that the that government spending has increased enormously under the Obama administration and is headed still higher. Second, I would be inclined to say that the notion uh, that uh, there can never be any tax increases of any kind is crazy. So both the Democrats who never see a way to stop spending and the Republicans who never see a way to raise taxes uh, are just nutty. The fact of the matter is that tax reform is the answer. Uh, when the president proposed, for example, ending special tax treatment of hedge fund guys uh, on what they call carried interest, right. I thought the Republicans should rush in and say, yes, we're for that too. Now we want to see an equal amount of spending cuts. Um, but they didn't do that. You are trying to think like an economist. Republicans think of the tax structure as in terms of efficiency. Will it produce a harder work? Will it right. produce great incentives to save? Whatever. The Democrats think of it as an equity matter. Is it fair? Mm-hmm. And fairness is an extraordinarily elusive concept. So that I think if you're at a cocktail party, you say, number one, they've increased spending enormously. Number two, there are certain kinds of tax increases that stifle growth. Number three, the solution to this problem is more rapid growth. And here's how you get it. Uh, and one way you get it is by keeping marginal tax rates low. That doesn't mean you can't get more revenues from tax reform, but that's the way we have to go. And I would keep talking as they started to talk about, about a growth agenda, which would be lower regulation, but not just lower regulation, specific, stupid regulations mm-hmm. that are stifling growth. And, um, uh, now, that would be a pretty boring cocktail party if you went beyond that. <laughs> well, you haven't been boring at all, Erwin Stelzer. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Weekly Standard Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. And don't forget to click the box below for a special discount subscription to the Weekly Standard. I'm your host, Michael Graham.